0: it's the expansion and the contraction, right? We go through these phases where sex is really, really good. We're, we're banging out, you know, multiple times a week. Um, And then we come, you know, go through that, that flow, that peak and valleys going through that valley of, you know, feeling disconnected schedules, mismatching. This is, these are normal things. These are things that happen in relationships. Okay. This is why we say relationships take work. Rachel, and you're listening to the Owning Your Sexual Self podcast. Hey, real quick. Are you a woman that is looking to connect with yourself, embrace your power, and reclaim your truth? If the answer is yes, then I have the perfect experience for you. If you haven't yet heard, I am hosting my first ever women's retreat in Tampa, Florida in October this year, October 12th through the 15th. You can join me in the beautiful Tampa area. Really great, especially if you're a Michigander to get away from this winter weather (laughs) and enjoy some sunshine. And this is specifically for those that are wanting to Really honor your journey, embrace your uniqueness, and help you reclaim your confidence. The her in the her retreat stands for honor, embrace, and reclaim. And that's what we're doing. Our retreat is going to be a safe space for women to really come together, get that in person camaraderie with each other, that womanhood, that sisterhood, share your stories, and grow in a supportive community. This is going to be essential girls'. Weekend. I have so many fun, juicy activities planned for us. You are going to learn more about your sensuality and you're going to feel safe and supported to be able to connect deeper with your woman within and really let her unleash on this weekend and thereafter. So, whether you are seeking something that is for healing, personal growth, or simply just break from your everyday routine, the Her Retreat has literally something for everyone. So take this as an opportunity to really prioritize your self-care and invest in your own well being. So don't miss out. We have just a few spots left for this retreat. So you can visit the link in the bio of this show notes. If you follow me on Instagram, you can go to my link in bio there. You could DM me if you want the link or if you have any other questions. I'd also love to set up a, Zoom consultation with you to see if there's any other questions that I can go over with you or any other answers that I can provide to you to make this experience and this offer a fuck yes for you. So check out those links. I would love, love, love to have you there with me. And again, any questions that you have, please reach out. So continue enjoying this show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you in Tampa. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. It's your host of the Owning Your Sexual Self podcast, Rachel Main. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to listen to this show and just expand on the whole title of this podcast, Owning Your Sexual Self, prioritizing your pleasure, putting yourself as number one, embracing intimacy and what femininity and sexuality and sensuality can look like for you. I am ecstatic. We are going on almost 200 episodes. We're on year three of this podcast. It still blows my mind. <sighs> what started off as this little dream of mine, this little passion project, if you will, um, you know, working in the direct sales field with Pure Romance for quite some time, and again, just having people coming into my private shopping room asking very deep, intimate questions about their sex lives. And that's when I realized, you know, so many people have questions about sex, and so many people are afraid or ashamed or embarrassed, even to ask questions about their sexuality. We are conditioned to think that this is something—a topic—that we have to keep buried, uh, buried within us, and not not talk about. So taboo, right? Oh my gosh, why? Why are you asking this? You shouldn't be asking this. This is shameful. This makes you dirty. This makes you bad. And you know, by now, I think that that's all bullshit. (laughs) So yeah. So I decided to start this podcast three years ago, right in literally January, 2020 was our first episode. Then COVID hit. That was fun. Um, And here we are now. And yeah, this, I, I feel that this was a topic that I've talked about before, but the title of the previous episode was um, not all sex has to be penetrative. And so this really is kind of a a 2.0 of that episode, if you will, but this has this has been, I've seen a spike in my one-on-one clients right now. I recently joined a private practice here in Michigan, and so that allows me now to accept insurance, again, for people that live here in Michigan, anywhere in Michigan, really, because I only do virtual appointments. Um, so if, if people that are finding me uh, that are wanting help on sex-related things, so since that—that that was uh, in June and June-ish, mid-June—I've um, had a influx of people uh, reaching out on a daily basis asking for services uh, to the point where I'm almost at a full caseload at this point, which just amazes me. Um, I feel for the last couple years, year and a half, I was only private pay, you know, launching my programs and doing things like that, and it felt it was challenging to get people to invest money into this part of their lives. So by offering this option for again, Michiganders to be able to use health insurance, um, it makes it much more affordable for people. And in the long run, I am, I am here to provide this service. This is what lights me up. This is, this is the work that I was meant to do. This is the work that I, I literally can't see my life doing anything else. And, in facing some financial difficulties over the last year, I I had this kind of moment, um, a few moments actually of, of, of is this what I'm supposed to do? Am I supposed to go out and get a full-time job, like working back in corporate America? Am I supposed to do I need to go get a job um at a department store? Should I go back to bartending? Like these things were racing my mind. We we hit, you know, some hardships here in our family. And so, um, and when it came down to it, it was like. No, I, it would bring me to tears, literally, to think about having to do anything aside from this. Um, I, ha- I have a gift, y'all. You you know that by now I have a gift in talking about sex, making this a comfortable thing to talk about. Um, it feels, most people have told me, it feels like they're talking to their best friend or they're talking to a sister when they're in session with me. And so that's, uh, yeah, I'm meant to do this. So no matter how difficult times get around here. um this this is what i'm going to do and with that being said this kind of flows into the topic of this conversation today no matter how hard times get my relationship my marriage my love to my husband and to myself is always my number one priority always 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 and so this has been this has been on my docket for a while to record about this because as i said when meeting more and more with one-on-one clients this concept and i'm i'm getting a lot of couples that i'm working with and so in my you know first meetings with these couples and sometimes individuals too one of the main goals that i'm hearing from people is that they're wanting to have more sex and these are the, this is the exact word that we want to have more sex where a lot of couples that are making their way to me right now are in what we would categorize as a sexless marriage or a sexless relationship, which, um, if you've heard, if you go back and listen to the podcast with, um, oh crap, I can't think was it Irene fair? I think it was my guest. Don't, don't quote me on that, but the topic, the title of the episode was how to avoid a sexless marriage. And so a sexless marriage is categorized as having sex once a month or less. Um, and a lot of the couples that are making their way to me are falling into that category. And this could be because of stressful times at work, uh, just having kids, um, just feeling overall disconnected from one another, fighting a lot, bickering, arguing back and forth, you know. So if, if that's happening, um, and you really aren't liking even the person that you're looking across at, uh, the chances of having sex with them or being intimate with them is is pretty difficult and pretty low. So that is why I wanted to record this podcast around redefining what sex is and I kept saying, you know, redefining intimacy, redefining intimacy. I'm like, no, it's it's actually redefining sex because people people in session are not saying, I want to be more intimate with my person. You know, like people are using the word sex. And so bringing up this as a topic uh, for the podcast today of being able to redefine what sex looks like. And in our own marriage, you know, when Danny and I went on this uh, sexual empowerment, sexual exploration journey, however you want to call it, over the past uh, few years, we we found ourselves sitting down and having this conversation. When we've done things like our relationship regroup, when we've done things like the want-will-won't list, when we've taken the BDSM test together, you know, these different tools that we've brought into our marriage to help us just carve out to ha- the conversation that we're wanting to have. So there. This has come up in our relationship many times of redefining what sex is. So when when I have said to danny at times like i i want to have more sex you know we're in this period of time when uh for perhaps when he left his uh full-time job and got into real estate that opened up a huge door and opportunity of time for us when that happened we were both working from home so when i brought that in and said hey we we have more time like i i want to have more sex i want to be i want to do more fun things with you um that's that's what it really came down to so for us Sex, and going back to that previous episode, sex does not have to include penetration for us. And in rethinking these conversations and these moments in time where I've came to Danny and said, I want to have more sex, or Danny said, you know, I would love to have more sex, or I want more sex, or, you know, we go through these phases. Um, It's the expansion and the contraction, right? We go through these phases where sex is really, really good. We're we're banging out, you know, multiple times a week. Um, And then we come, you know, go through that, that flow, that peak and valleys going through that valley of, you know, feeling disconnected schedules, mismatching, this is, these are normal things. These are things that happen in relationships. Okay. This is why we say relationships take work. So I just want to validate that. Sometimes I think that people kind of put us on this pedestal and think, well, she's a sex coach. She's a sex therapist, however you want to categorize it. So they've, they've, she sells sex toys, right? they got to be having sex all the time. I hear this all the time. Wow, you guys must have an amazing sex life. Yes, we do. And we work very hard at it. And it's not just like unicorns and rainbows over here where we're just like shooting out orgasms all the time. (laughs) It takes work of like any relationship. So going back to this, so when we've had these moments in time where we talk about Okay, what does sex look like? And then really peeling back the layers because what it has come down to in every instance where one of us is asking for more sex or wanting to try new things or explore new things, what it comes down to is I actually I'm wanting to feel more connected to you. So it doesn't even have to involve sex. It's, it really comes down to that quality time. And that's what I find is present in most of these, if not all of these couples that I'm working with as well. Is that, yes, you you might be asking for sex and, you know, sex is g- great. I, of course, I'm pro-sex. I'm an advocate for sex. But what you're actually craving beneath the surface is that connection to your person. And for so many people, you, you may have heard me talk about erotic blueprints. So for somebody that is a sexual blueprint, which a lot of men come back as a sexual blueprint, for a lot of those people that's that is how they feel fulfilled that is how they feel connected that physical intimacy that that literally p and v p and a whatever p and p p and v and v whatever that is how that is how they feel loved that is how they feel most connected sex for them is like a, a breath of fresh air a drink of water like they essentially feel as if they need it to survive so if you look up the definition of sex if you just do a Google search on the noun sex, you will find sexual activity, including specifically sexual intercourse. <laughs> like what? If, if I'm a kid, if I'm a person that is just new to the world and I'm like, oh, I hear people talking about sex and I go and Google that. How is that even? When I When I was growing up, I remember Mrs. Batha, one of my middle school teachers, I remember her saying when you were defining something, you can't use the word itself in the definition. I feel like this is contradicting that. What is sex? Sexual activity. Well, if I don't know what sex is, how do I know what sexual activity is? <laughs> this is silly. How do I how do I know what sexual intercourse is if I don't know what sex is? This is this is silly. Again, this is this is just our society. This is how we are taught things. This is this is what's wrong. This is what's wrong in the world. So, not sure if you can hear Bane barking in the back, but he obviously agrees with me. <laughs> so, yeah, thinking through that, these societal definitions of what sex are, where, and thinking back to this for yourself, where did you get your definition of sex? How did you learn what sex was? You know, I, very first episode of this podcast, Playground Sex Ed, I learned about what sex was on the playground down the street from my house from a girl that lived down the street. And I thought I was the coolest kid on the block for knowing this, for knowing what sex was. I went back to school and I told all my friends at school, hey, I know what sex is. And I got in trouble. (laughs) Teacher called my dad and I had a talking to after that. Um, So, yeah, I I luckily for this instance, for me, the information that she gave me was was Correct in terms of penetrative sex. She says, you know, I remember her saying something along the lines of the man puts the penis in the woman, in the woman's vagina, and then they make a baby. You know, something around that. Of course, we know now that not every time will a baby be made if you had sex. If that were true, that would totally suck and our world would be very overpopulated. So thinking back through those, those things, and you're learning about sex, but when you were learning about sex, like no one likely along the way talk to you about the connection and the intimacy behind it. And the yeah, connection really is the word that's coming back. They don't talk to you about how, you know, entwining with another person in that way, it connects the one of you. It, it bonds the one you with that person. It connects you to a higher source. Orgasm is said to be one of the highest vibrations that a person can experience. No one likely told you about any of that. No one told you about how I was mentioning with somebody that's a sexual blueprint, how that sex for them is like a drink of water. No one talks about in in sex or intimacy, how desire works and how your brain is your number one sex organ. Your genitals actually are not your number one sex organ, which most people assume. So, and when we think about definition of sex, traditionally, we think sexual acts, right? Like physical sexual acts sexual performance in some way that's what's come up so if you think of penetrative sex you think of oral sex right these are these are acts these are performances technically that we're doing but when you i want you to think about this so for someone let's say you're giving a blow job for instance when you are performing a blow job i want you to take a moment and especially if you're someone that enjoys giving blow jobs take a minute and think about this how do you feel in your body, when you are giving this oral favor, how do you feel? I know for me, I feel empowered. I know it's a turn on for me. I know I enjoy it. I love to hear the praise behind it. I love to please my partner. Um, and I, lo- I know that in our relationship, it's, it's ne- it's not going to be one-sided. I know what's given is reciprocated in, in most instances, unless we are doing, you know, a, a cock worship or a pussy worship or something like that, um, or king or queen worship. Um, so i i know i know that i enjoy this and i know how i feel when i'm when i'm giving this and that i want you to think about okay when you are when you are when you are having deep conversation with somebody when we are sitting down on the couch we are unplugged from our devices and we're talking about goals and dreams and things that we aspire to do together i feel deeply connected to my partner when I can, when he shares with me his fears about things and his goals and the things that he has. And then same thing for me, I feel when I can be open and honest and not know and know that I'm not being judged when I share these things with him, that that is connection. And so I, in both instances, whether it's that physical activity or that emotional activity, that is intimacy vulnerability, sharing, that is intimacy. And that is what people are craving in relationships. It's not just the sex. They are wanting that physical, emotional connection with their person. They're wanting to feel safe. They're wanting to feel secure. They're wanting to feel not judged. They're wanting to feel turned on. They're wanting to be loved. They're wanting to be seen. This is what we are craving amongst our human connections with our partners. And so, you know, really expanding your definition of what is sex, what is intimacy, you know, there can be a time where we are in our sex room, our meditative room, however you want to refer to that. And we are, we are just lying there and we're just breathing. We're breathing together. We are and we're sinking our breathing and we're just connecting with one another. This is a great, great grounding exercise that I recommend for couples just If you're in a male-female relationship, he lies flat, you lie directly on top of him, your arms are matched up, your arms are matched up, your legs are matched up, your heart to heart, and your whole, just your whole bodies are matched up essentially. And then you sync your breathing together. This is one of my favorite exercises to do, especially if it's a day that I'm particularly um, overstimulated or just have a lot going on or overwhelmed And generally in those instances, I am rejecting the sex. I am rejecting the connection. I have so much going on up here. Like I can't even stop for a minute to think about doing anything else aside from my to-do list. But I know now, (laughs) I know that what I need the most is that connection with him. What I need the most is that masculine polarity to calm me down, calm my nervous system and allow me to be more in my feminine flow and to and to speak to me and to non-verbally cue to me that it is okay and that I'm safe and I'm held. So that breathing, that breathing um exercise and that grounding exercise, highly, highly recommend. And generally from there, you know, sometimes in, in rare occasions, we just do the breathing and we're just there in each other's presence loving on each other cuddling each other sometimes it leads to kissing sometimes it leads to, to intercourse it just it's different but that those moments when i think back to our our intimacy our connective times i can think of on i can think of several occasions just off the top of my head that i felt the most connected to danny and many of them didn't include intercourse it didn't include sex I can think of more erotic times that I have felt very deeply connected to Danny, and those times definitely have included sex, very intentional, um, like ritualistic, like sex magic type things, or if we're doing some manifestation things, uh, if we're tripping on mushrooms, for (laughs) instance, (laughs) Uh, those times, yeah, definitely, definitely. But again, going back to what I had originally said expanding what your definition of sex is. And if you're in a relationship and you're thinking, I'm, I'm wanting to have more sex. I'm wanting to have more sex with my partner. I want you to really take a moment and think, is it, is it the actual sex that you're missing? Is that, is that what you're craving or is it the connection and feeling closely intimate with them? And if the answer is yes, it's more that closeness that I'm craving. Uh, we have wonderful exercises and resources on the website rachelmain.com if you go under resources um and there are resources there that can help you um actually the work with me tab the um, increasing intimacy this is that is the master class I would recommend 39 dollars I believe on the website it's a DIY course something that you can watch together um, within your couple but this is what this is what I would recommend is figuring out okay if it's actually connection that i'm craving and intimacy that i'm a craving how do i feel most connected to my partner like sex can definitely be on that list intercourse can definitely be on that list but what are the other ways in which you feel most connected to your partner and then if you go back to my episode a few weeks ago on uh the the emotional versus physical intimacy and that will that will also kind of um Support this episode as well, because if you are missing the sex in the relationship and you're feeling like your partner is not interested in sex or not wanting to have sex with you, I need you to go back and listen to that episode because what you're likely missing is the emotional intimacy in the relationship a lot of times our partners and a lot of times it's specifically female partners we need that emotional intimacy for us to feel safe and okay to then dive into the physical intimacy and generally it's the men that need the physical intimacy to then feel safe to dive into the emotional intimacy so that is that is important to know but i hope that this gave you i hope that this gave you you know a good a good rundown and some some food for thought if you will on redefining intimacy. Uh and definitely you know some activities that you could do together. I, again it just comes down to that quality time. The other night for our no TV Tuesday that we actually have to do on Mondays now, um we what do we do? We had we had like some mid-afternoon sex, which is my favorite time of se- I'm like, get me in my prime. Stop waiting until the end of the night when I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> um, and when I say I am speaking for many women that are probably listening to this right now. Um, so get us during the day, get us in our prime, get us in, you know, b- before dinner even. Then we can make dinner together afterwards if you want to. Something cute like that. But yeah, we had some midday sex and then what did we do afterwards? I want to say we took a nap afterwards. And then we, oh, we went and got ice cream. We did have dinner. We went and got ice cream. And then we came home. We made a fire outside and we played yardzee. It's like Yahtzee, but in your yard, it's like jumbo dice. Super fun. Highly recommend. (laughs) Um, And that was that was great. So we had the emotional intimacy. We had the physical intimacy. We had our our date night. We did something fun. We weren't glued to our TVs. We weren't scrolled on our phones all night. You know, like we had that quality time with each other. And we do this. I I have an episode on this, no no TV Tuesdays, if you're interested in hearing more about that, but we do this every single week. So we make sure that we're having a date night unplugged every single week. And that has been working really, really well for us for, it'll almost be a year. I believe we started doing this in like September last year. Um, So anyways, all right. I hope that this was good for you. I hope that this has helped spark your interest on redefining intimacy and asking yourself, how do you feel connected to your partner? And what are the things that you two do that help you feel connected? And again, if, you, if you're if you focusing on these non-sexual things, I wish I could guarantee it, but I'm going to tell you that nine times out of 10, if you're putting your time and attention on quality time and Spending connective time with your partner, they are going to be more likely to engage in the sexual intercourse with you when this bucket, this emotional connective bucket is being filled. All right. I hope this was helpful. (laughs) Hope this helped you redefine what your definition of sex is because again, it does not have to include penetration. And if it's sex that you're craving, I would be willing to bet that it's actually the connection that you are craving. All right. Until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you really fucking loved it, make sure to tag me on social media at TheRachelMaine. I'll see you next week.